So Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, hear the word of God. Therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Euodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are written in the book of life. Uh, the grass withers and the flower fades, but Scripture says the word of the Lord uh, lasts forever. So would you pray? I think uh, one of the one of the uh, biggest reasons for discontentment uh, is is discord, uh, discord and problems in relationships and friendships. Right? Uh, when you've been when you've been hurt by a friend, maybe you didn't even see it coming, uh, or even sometimes just just an acquaintance who's who's done something to you. For one reason or another, if you've experienced like some kind of just fallout in in a relationship, uh, and then you're left like it just it just hurts. It, it, it makes makes your days a little bit lower, and that kind of can can consume part of your mind at times, right? You don't want to have to deal with the other person. You'd rather not have to be around them. It's, it's you know, not not have to think about it, not be in a room with them. It's frustrating when you do have to be around them. Sometimes then, you know, if you have to be around them, that's going to mean arguments going back and forth with with you know the hurt that's there. Or sometimes those are actual arguments, or sometimes just like happening in your head. Whether they're not there or not, you're like, what I would say to them, or I wish I had said, and it just, it just eats at you. All, all this discord uh, in it, right? It can, it can stress you out and overwhelm you, uh, consume a lot of what goes on in your mind, and, and even a lot of your conversations. It tends to be what you, what you talk about with other people, like, what, what happened? What do, you, what do you think of this? Your, your life can start to feel like a TV drama when there's all this, like, backstabbing and uh, allegiances and, like, whose side are you on? And, and it's just like, it, it's a mess and it hurts. You don't want it to be that way, but you don't know how to, what to, what to do with it. Um, maybe you start to, like, take a different route to class that you, that you don't have to run across the person that you, that you would have seen. Um, uh, avoid them. Maybe, maybe just start to fill up your time with other things. You don't have to think about them or don't have to be around them. Uh, whatever it is, uh, to not deal with that person. When, when trust is broken, uh, when you experience just, just discord and hurt in relationships, uh, it's hard to be content. It's hard to look and say that things could be, be right then. Uh, listen, to put it this way, just people are hard to deal with sometimes, right? Uh, that's just the truth of the matter. Uh, like, I'm hard to deal with sometimes. Uh, I'm not going to say you're hard to deal People generally are hard to, uh, are hard to deal with um, sometimes. It, and that's the context of this passage, right? Well, we're not told a whole lot about the, about the specific people or what the specific situation is that's going on there, but it just seems clear from what Paul says that we can at least say this, that this for Euodia... Syntyche was really hard to get along with right now. Like, whatever happened, whatever was going along, like, they're hard to deal with one another. And for Syntyche, Yodia, it would just be a lot easier to not have to be around her or not to, not to deal with her one way or another. Right? So the tendency would be for them, to, for them to move apart and not come back together, um, for the unity that should be there to be, to be broken as discordant. And so Paul's writing this letter, right? He's writing this letter from prison. He's, he's telling them all these other things, and he stops and takes part of the time to, 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 to speak to them, right? 
Um, the, the, there's a sense of this falling out just between these two people in the church. I'm sure there's a lot of other people in the, in the, in the group, in the church there. Um, but that this falling out between these two people needed to be addressed with the gospel. Uh, Paul is speaking it out there for their, for their benefit. I think it's significant that Paul stops to mention, to mention them by name in the letter, among other things. Right? I mean, uh, in these letters, like when Paul wrote, wrote them, they would have been taken to the church. When the church is gathering for worship, they would have been uh, read as part of, the, part of the meeting, read out loud. Can you imagine being like Yodia or, or Syntyche, and you're like, hey, we're all here together, and then here's uh, yeah, Paul's reading through the letter, it's going on, all these encouraging things. You start to hear this, uh, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown stand firm thus in the Lord. And you're like, this is good. I entreat you, Yodia. And you're like, why do I say me? And I treat you sympathy, and you're like, why do you, why do you say her too? What's going on here, right? Um, to agree in the Lord. Uh, I just feel feel the um, called out uh, by it, right? And I also I started thinking about the the specificity that he's given here. Right? That there's he's taking these truths of the gospel and he's applying them, and not just applying them in general statements, but applying them not even just to specific situations, but to specific people, right? Um, so I started thinking about that and thinking that there's probably specific relationships among all of us that need to be, that need to be addressed, right? And I don't want to offend anyone and if I was to follow the character of this passage, but to, but to go and out and just to, like as the passage is doing, to name names, Right, so if I'm going to do that, then I would have to have to name names, right? So I'm not going to, not going to do that. To you. <laughs> I want to know, I'm going to make you squirm a little bit there, right? Um, but you just feel a little bit what it is that Paul's doing there. Speaking of Yodia and Antipathy, and you know, I don't know how long it made you squirm there. If particular people start to pop into mind, you're like, I hope you didn't say my name or my name and so and so else's you know name uh, in here with it. Um, but it probably doesn't take you long to think of specific people that are hard for you to deal with. Or specific people that you know have a hard time dealing with you. There's been some level of discord and just brokenness where it's easier for y'all to avoid each other and move apart uh, than, it is to, than it is to move together and to agree. And it makes sense. It makes sense for that to be part of your experience because people really are hard to deal with. Uh, it's part of just the brokenness of sin in the, in the fall. We're, we're hard to deal with sometimes. You're going to experience discord in relationships. The passage isn't saying that you're not going to. Um, but the gospel impacts that discord. It doesn't, it doesn't leave it alone. The gospel deals with that discord in relationships and brings about reconciliation. And, and Paul is, is calling them to that truth that we would live according to it. That we will begin to apply that truth of the gospel reconciliation to, to ourselves by name and to other people that we deal with by name, and even in, in community. Uh, the gospel even brings healing uh, to specific relationships. So I, I want to encourage you, I'm not going to call you love my name, I don't have like, stuff like that that's in my head, I encourage you to think about particular people. Who, who is it that's hard for you to deal with? Um, who is it that you like hope to run into on campus? And who is it that you hope that you don't end up running into on campus or around town or whatever it might be? 
Um, think about this particular friendships, current or past or whatever, and, and then she asked me this question, how does the gospel impact that, or how would the gospel uh, impact those relationships? Because Paul is, is saying that it, he's, he's calling us to let the gospel impact us, uh, and impact all of our specific relationships. So we're going to talk about it in, in two parts. Um, and the first of it is, is related to the individuals in there. We'll just say in relation to individual uh, disagreement. Right, that the gospel impacts uh, individual disagreements. It doesn't just, doesn't just leave them alone. It doesn't say, yes, yes, learn all these things and apply it generally, but, but don't worry about how, how it's getting messed up in this particular relationship. Right? Sometimes our tendency may be there's this, you know, this quarrel in a relationship that just, all right, we've got we've to fight it all out. Right? We've got to you know, get through it. Or, or someone else, their tendency may just be, let's just, Let's just ignore that. Let's just bury it. Um, don't bring it up. If, if you bring it up, it's going to frustrate me for you to bring it up. It happened, but I, just, I don't, like, don't like thinking about it. Maybe sometimes the tendency is just to avoid that person. Right? Or to move away from, uh, from certain people if we disagree with them. Or maybe you're, on the other side, your tendency is just to, to try to keep pushing it. I mean, keep pushing it and keep pushing it until they see that you really are right. I mean, obviously. Um, maybe, maybe it's different. Maybe it's not so direct. Maybe it's, maybe it's how you talk to other people, how you deal with other people around them. Um, you begin to talk to other people about how much trouble it is, how hurt you are in this relationship. So there's, there's times we'll talk about places, but, but just <clears throat> you begin to talk about how unfairly you've been treated, how much of a hassle it is to have to deal with that person, how, how much you're looking forward to getting you know, away from having to deal with them. Or maybe that's not your thing. You're not going to be talking about it that way, but you just, you just say, you know what? whole thing isn't worth it. Um, there's, there's other people that I can hang out with. There's a different group of friends, but I'm just going to move on. It's not worth it. Um, listen, the gospel's different. Those are our natural tendencies. We do that all the time. And we're, we, we lean, and so, you know, naturally we tend to lean in one way or the other in this. Uh, but the gospel's different. The gospel calls Christians to, pretty plainly in the passage, uh, to agree. Calls them Yodian, Nicerichi Yodian, and Nicerichi Syndicate. To agree, to, to agree in the Lord, or to move together in, into agreement. Um, so, there you go, you can see that. Now you can think, you know, I guess, if, if you ever happen to have some situation where there was a disagreement, now you know what to apply to, right? And you never get into actual disagreements or anything, so you don't really have to worry about this. No, like, like we've, got, we've, got tons, we've got plenty of opportunity to be applying what these verses are talking about. I think for, for any one of us, maybe, maybe those are like in real obvious things for you, maybe it's in like, no, these are smaller things, we're still, but there's plenty of opportunity to be, to be working out how this greater unity that the gospel brings. Um, you think maybe about your roommates, having to deal with them, roommates always just tend to have a great time and everything is always happy and wonderful. Right? They never grade on great on one another, ever. Never have those things happen. But I get excited when I hear y'all like talking about uh, rooming together, you know, next year, figuring out these plans. It's like it's great because I just see opportunities for the gospel to, to thrive, right? Through there's gonna be conflict here. This is this is, I see application for the gospel, right? And all these things, right? Um, <clears throat> listen, that can be like in a trivial stuff of uh you know, who, who's doing the dishes when? Whose turn was it? Um, uh, how often are you taking out the trash? Or, or, or cleaning up? Or just levels of general cleanliness, in, in, you know, as a whole. 
um, thermostat, who, yeah, who's what, what with it. Um, uh, all kind of things. Just privacy. I like. Do you have to always keep walking into my room? Can you give me some, give me some space a little bit? Um, I remember, uh, I remember the house I lived in uh, in college with a couple of the guys. Like it was, this strife in our house very different times. Little trivial stuff like that. One, one of them was like, who was using which bathroom? It was strife in our house there because it was like it was a house. It was like it was a it was a bathroom that was just part of the rest of the house. But then there was a couple rooms that had their own bathroom. All right. So, so if someone's in the main bathroom, are you allowed to go into the other roommate's bathroom and go in there? And maybe that depends on what condition you leave the place in, and all like this. But, uh, but seriously, there was like there was like serious strife in our in our uh, in our house over like who's using which bathroom, right? That shouldn't be things that uh, define. Sometimes it's just trivial stuff like that. Sometimes it's uh, deeply personal stuff, right? That you. You've opened up to someone, you've let them in with stuff that um that you're dealing with, um, and, and then and you feel like it doesn't follow through or you you get hurt on the back side of that. Or you or you trusted them and then you've looked for them to be there and they they didn't show up. They didn't ask you about it, they didn't call, they weren't uh they weren't there when you needed them. Um the roommates are gonna have disagreements. Friendship started so apply the gospel. To that discord, so I think about roommates, maybe friendships, other things. Talk about like dating relationships, right? Past romances. Like, Ouch! Don't want to touch that one, right? Um, the gospel flies there. Right? Breakups hurt. Um, uh, sometimes they hurt with deep wounds that that have kind of lasting pains with them. Uh, right. So you know, sometimes though, it's like there never really was a relationship. Maybe people went on like a one date, or there was just like a crush. Um, but the other person find out about the, the crush that was there, the interest that was there, and it like makes everything awkward from then on, right? Like I don't know that I want to call them to come hang out with all of us because what if they reach into that? This stuff, and there's just like this discord in it. And what do, what do we do with that? Um, makes every makes everything awkward. What do we do with that? Hurts. Context to apply the apply the gospel. Maybe that's Individual relationships within family, maybe that's people in their classes, maybe that's people from the, from the past, maybe that's, you know, look around the room. Um, other people in RUF, I don't assume that you get along perfectly with everyone else in the room. I, I don't think you should assume that either. Um, I, like, I get to hear about, uh, no, there's never been any conflict uh, <laughs> in here. Past, uh, past church experiences, um, uh, right, disagreements tend to, tend to push us apart. Uh, if, if they're left alone, they tend to just uh, tend to push us apart on that list. Now, you start to think about those things and think about those things specifically and concretely and like what that past is and how much it hurt and why you haven't talked to that person and why it irritates you for them to be in the same room or speak up when, when someone's talking and it just like hits you. It, it can feel kind of simplistic uh, that, that you, to just be told, you should agree. Uh, you should just agree in the Lord. You're like, okay, great, that's helpful. So are you saying I should agree with her or that she should agree with me? Because right? <laughs> who's right here? This is the way we typically deal with it. I want you to see that Paul's not just saying, hey, stop fighting and get along a little bit better. No, that's not the idea of the word there. It's, the idea of the word agree, the Greek word that's in there is uh, have the same mind. 
Right? This is the, 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 like literal parts of the, the Greek word there. It's to agree is, is to have the same mind. I want you to be thinking the same thing of one another. Right? That's just simplistic. I mean, what if, what if these are deep personal pains, hurts that you've gone through? Uh, when you feel someone's trust has been violated, what, what if they're like political disagreements, right? Is it really not just, just that simple? Just agree. <laughs> um, maybe cultural uh, things, theological uh, debates, and important decisions for, for which way which way you're going or what you're doing. When Paul's saying this, I want you to hear this. He, he's not minimizing the substance of the disagreement. We really don't know what it is, Yodi and Siddiqui, we're in disagreement about. Right? He's not dealing with that specifically. He's not minimizing that that thing's not really important. Um, uh, he's not minimizing the disagreement, whether it's small, trivial things, or whether it's big, weighty things. Um, they can still say this, that, that whatever that disagreement is, whatever the trouble there is, the gospel's bigger. And the gospel really does trump it. Because um, the gospel puts us on the same team and on the same page in Christ. Uh, united to him and covered by his blood. There may be all these other things, but that that overwhelms all of us, all of it, and brings us together. We can be thinking, uh, thinking the same thing in a sense, right? It you know, doesn't mean that you'll have the same opinion on everything. It doesn't mean Christians are always going to vote the same way politically or, were, or have the same practices. But the gospel is big enough to trump those political disagreements. It's big enough to trump the theological uh, debates in and part of the cultural disputes or, or whatever it is. Just what happened that one night that we wish never you know, happened. Um, uh, the gospel, the gospel is bigger than that. Well, what Paul is doing here, if if you there was a little bit more in this message, this will be easier to see. But hopefully, even uh, even, if, even if you're here tonight, um, what he's doing is taking some of the teaching that he's been saying earlier uh, uh, through this letter, and he's he's bringing it to bear in this concrete situation, right? This uh, this have the same mind, this think the same thing is is like a theme that's been integrated throughout a lot of how Paul's been talking about stuff. Um, and to bring out a couple of examples where it's, where it's very clear, turn back to the end of chapter 1 and verse 27. Um, he says, you know, um, whether, I'm, whether I come and see or I'm absent, that I may hear of you, hear this of you, that you're standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And that he's longing for this community of these believers that they have have the same mind. If you have the same mind, you're kind of thinking the same thing, right? If one, one mind and one, one focus on this. Again, kind of picks this up a little bit more in, uh, in chapter 2. It goes into it, complete my joy by being, uh, verse 2, chapter 2, uh, by being of the same mind, having the same love, being of, in full accord and of one mind. Right, that they're thinking the same thing. And he goes on to describe that a little bit more, this do nothing out of rivalry, competition, or, or conceit and pride for what it is for yourself, but consider other people more important than yourself. Right? He, he's coming back and he's saying, Yodia and Syntyche, this is, this is how I'm calling you to live as well, specifically in this. Um, it, it's the gospel that enables a reconciliation through your disagreement that, that needs to come to bear in this place. For you to be able to think the, think the same thing, think the same way. For you to give up, I don't know what the thing is, but, but there's a competition going on there. 
some kind of robbery. There's things that you don't want to let go because of because of your pride. Um, but it said, you see again in, in uh, verse 5 of chapter 2, it says, have this mind, the same mind of humility and putting others uh, in front of you, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, um, who didn't consider quality uh, of God things to be grasped. talks about Christ humbling himself in obedience even to the point of death. If Christ has given up uh, his rights, his equality, in, in order to, in order to, to suffer, that this that even, even ends up being for our benefit, um, we're called to... It, that's the mind that we get to share in in Christ. It's not like we just have to like make that up or, or build that kind of attitude because you're like, I don't know how to have this kind of agreement. Okay. The Spirit produces that. Christ's Spirit produces this this love for one another and joy and, and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness. Wait, these things all seem to relate to like, certainly have a lot of application in the discord and relationships. Right? The, the Spirit's producing this. This is the mind of Christ and it belongs to you in Christ. He's saying, live that out. Apply it even in a specific relationship. Our tendency will be to apply it in a lot of, a lot of places but still to leave certain areas untouched or unfully uh, gone into there with it. Um, the discord a lot of times because is because we want to be right. Uh, because we want to have the upper hand. Or because, you know what, we really do have the upper hand and we're not going to let go and, and let them think that we had it. Um, we want to be respected. Or even we just like want to not lose the argument. Uh, right? And not, not look bad. I mean, if it's been going on for this long, I'm not going to, I want to give in now. Um, Back on it. The gospel puts Christ's interest above all uh, to agree in the Lord. Um, the gospel puts, puts another, says, calls you to put another individual's interest above your own. Yeah, yes, you're actually peers, you're actually equal, but, but you're to consider them more important than yourselves. Um, and it's the gospel of Christ that, that motivates us toward this agreement. It's the gospel of Christ that enables us to, to, to truly reconcile, to actually heal. Uh, heal that brokenness. Um, like, how often would it be if we really live that out? Um, the gospel is powerful to do it, uh, but that's not always what we're what we're applying. How often would it be if we really live that out? If you didn't feel like you had to go to a new church every every three years. Because whatever happened, and you're tired of getting dragged into it, and uh, you didn't want to be picking sides again, or, or just get the hard times of it, or deal with that person that, that annoys you. If there was real harmony, um, just just with other believers and a group of friends, like there wasn't just the drama. Yeah, disagreements come, uh, but then they're resolved. And people who ha- had a hard time, and they they still come back together, and they they love one another, and that's. It's part of the whole thing of relationships where friendships actually last and make it through really hard things. Uh, where trust is violated, where people are hurt, but there's something that trumps that, something that enables a forgiveness and a love and the gospel. Um, where you can be actually confident of loving relationships. Um, not that you're never going to get hurt in the people that you're, that you're around, but then and in the gospel, that's not just a fear of conflict, this conflict that can be uh, resolved. This is, this is what, this is the community that Christ uh, creates that believers get to have with one another. The gospel enables this and, and develops it. 
Um, so if you, if you really want to have an impact for the kingdom, uh, if you want gospel to go out and things, this, like, this, is where, uh, this is where we work out the gospel. It's in like normal daily life. Um, it, it's in like basic relationships of who you're living with and who you're around and how you treat them. And, and when everything blows up, what happens next? Uh, uh, if we're learning to, uh, to agree on the Lord, right, so, so you'll know them by their love. He says in John 17, like, uh, that the believers are one, even as God the Father and the Son are one. And he says, so that the world may know that you sent me. This is unity of believers that even is, a, is an evangelistic testimony to the world, because it looks different than anything, because there's not anything else beyond, uh, more, more than the gospel that creates this, that's able to heal those relationships. Um, of one believer with another uh, in in the gospel, right there. Uh, <clears throat> I want to be clear. Sometimes these disagreements are still very difficult to work out. Uh, Paul's saying this; he's saying it clearly, but he's not implying that it's that it's easy. Like, I think you look at it a little bit more, and you see you maybe should expect it to be uh, difficult in a lot of instances. It's, it's not just the individual disagreement. Uh, but it's also the, the community distance that's, that's maybe part of the problem, or part of what the gospel needs to impact. And so first we're talking about uh, individual disagreement. Here's the second point. Well, uh, community, community distance. The, the gospel impacts community distance, right? Uh, other people get involved. Know, a lot of times we don't, like, that's just meddling, right? We don't, we don't want people to meddle. Gospel doesn't call people into meddling. Um, but we don't want people to be meddling in our affairs, and, and uh, especially if they're not taking our side, right? Uh, that's, that's a real problem at times. Um, uh, and, and a lot of times it's not our problem that's going on. Yeah, we heard about it. Yeah, we saw it was there. The other two roommates or whatever. We'd just rather avoid all the drama. We'd rather not get dragged into the blame and the quarreling and the dickering. Singer pointed at us. Um, the, the gospel doesn't call us to meddle, and it, nor does it call us to just leave it alone. Um, uh, but it does call others to be involved and to help. Right, you see in verse 3, uh, he, he said this to Yodi and Syntyche, and he says, Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women. But he's told them to, to agree, but for the situation where Paul needs to, needs to write to, it's been going on some time, he's saying, Hey, I... I, I there needs to be someone else stepping in to be able to, to be able to help here too. Um, uh, uh, ask you to companion to help these women. Now, now some people debate like, is this a specific individual that he's referring to, and we wouldn't know then who that is. Um, even so, then it's another person from the community getting involved. Uh, but, but some of the commentators I tend to agree here think of think of it as, a, as a broader statement. And someone an invitation for those, for those who are care and are, are companions with them to, to help these women, uh, to step into the, to the situation. <clears throat> Too often if we're uh, in the middle of a disagreement, we either feel, either feel shunned, like, oh, this debate's going on, no one wants to deal with you because you shouldn't be causing these problems, uh, or else we feel like, like scrutinized, right? Like, all oh, the attention is on you and this conflict just has to be uh, dealt with. Or you don't want to be labeled like the troublemaker, uh, but you're not, not like hoping to walk into the room and like everyone's there in the nice little circle and there's one chair left for you and uh, sit down and we'd like to talk to you about something. Right? Time for, for first intervention. That can be a good thing sometimes. But, um, but, uh, but let's not pretend that individual disagreements don't impact the whole community. 
because they do. It's part of the part of the life of the whole. And you, uh, <coughs> I had a classic example of uh, of uh, the church that, that split over uh, over picking the color of the carpet. Yeah, it started off and they're just like you know, renovating the church and you know, set up a committee of people to be able to decide what color we're painting it and you know, what the what the carpet's gonna look like and then next thing you know, one person wants one color, one per- person wants another, and it wasn't that that all mattered, but all this other history and, and hurt of relationships brought in got it dragged it out and then you've got like these two factions of the church and all of a sudden you've got second Presbyterian being built right down the street, right? Um that all of a sudden it begins to, to go that way. Um, it, it impacts it impacts the community, um, right? If uh, if if two of us in this room all of a sudden like people who always sit next to each other and they happen like at the other corner or they only show up on opposite weeks or like you know everyone feels the pain of that. It, it goes out into all of it. Um, even as if the whole reputation of Christ uh, is involved in it. Because the gospel is about reconciliation to God and to one another uh, in Christ. So, so it is affecting the whole and it's good for other people to be involved to help. It's uh, uh, kind of hard because that means sometimes when you don't want people to help, they need to help. And it also means like instead of just trying to, to hide it all or push it down or, or even sometimes when you deal with yourself, like, like look for help. Ask for someone else to, and not like picking the person who's on your side. Like, come help me gang up against this other person. Show her how I'm really right. Um, look for someone who can who can draw you out beyond just those particular things to the to the gospel. Um, <clears throat> yeah, hard to hard to get into a lot of the, the details of it. And the pastor doesn't get into all the details of it, but it can be difficult to to help or to help well. Um, to not just cause more problems once you once you get involved picking sides or, or something. But I want you to see at least this one. So like Paul gives a really good example here uh, of helping and in the way he's he's calling them out to. Right, you ever hear the thing like if you're, if you're going to be criticizing someone, it's nice to like sandwich that criticism between two compliments, uh, right? Like here's the audience who they they're being called out. But first, what about you? Right before right before verse two. Uh, you whom I, whom I love and whom I long for, my joy and my crown, uh, right? You know, my, my beloved. You know, like, this, this guy really cares for us. You see that throughout the whole letter. But just before, you're hearing that and you're, you're knowing this, and then you hear, I entreat you, Yodia, and I entreat you, Syntyche. And, uh, and, then, and then what does he follow that out with? Help these women who have, who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and these others. Right, like, like they've been part of Paul's work and his passion. He hadn't forgotten the time with them. He hadn't forgotten how valuable they are. Look what he goes on to say at the end of this. I just think this is, this is remarkable. Um, uh, uh, these women labor side by side with me. He goes at the end of uh, verse 3, whose names are in the book of life. And you, you don't see that very often in Scripture. He's saying... You belong to Christ on the judgment day when those books are open. Here's the, here's the book of life. And those whose names are written in the book of life are, are saved, are brought into God's kingdom eternally. Um, right, right there, uh, um, there, that's an encouraging thing for them to, to hear. Um, that, okay, here, here's these things, but you hear Paul's love and you hear Paul's confidence. Uh, uh, and then it's, it's a good model for us in some sense. He's also, you get a little bit in there, or you could, you could draw, draw from it, um, right? You're, you're also going to be together for eternity. You've got reason to start getting along now. 
Uh, your names are written in the book of life because of Christ's blood being shed for you. Uh, here's someone else in whom, whom Christ's blood, you, know, you have a share in him together. Um, this is your longing to, to agree, to come together in it. Um, and they may feel rebuked and called out in it, which, which they maybe are, but they're not just feeling judged or, or sides being taken. Uh, they're still feeling very loved and very, very valued, even Paul's confidence in them. Um, it, it, I also want to bring out, like, this happens to great Christians. I was like, oh, you the odium sympathy. They're all, you know, kind of these, these, these troublemakers, these, these problems. Like, great, good Christians have disagreements and hard times with each other. Um, Paul considers them gospel laborers. They, they, like, these, are, these are some, like, he's exalting them in the church. They're saying, here are people that are a good example for you in a lot of ways, like laboring side by side with me in the gospel, have a passion for these things, for the kingdom, living for God. Names are written in the book of life. Um, he can say that with confidence uh, about them. That's, that's huge. It's not like he, that he's bringing them down. I mean, you bring out other examples like Paul and Barnabas having disagreement over, over Mark for a time and splitting ways for a bit. It's not like these women aren't good or don't really care for, for the gospel. It's more likely that people hear it or would go, like, like wow, even, even these people are having, having difficulty. What do, we, what do we do about that? Um, even as you look up to, you may need, may need help in order to resolve issues. Um, but listen, the, the gospel unites us to one another. And so it involves us in one another's business. Right? There's a right and wrong ways for how to go about helping those things. But right for the body of, of Christ, the, the hands and the feet, they, they need the ears and the eyes and the nose. One part can't say to another, you're, you're not important. Um, I'd like to say, listen, um, other people see my sin far more clearly than I do. Um, y'all probably see my sin far more clearly than I do. Come, come point it out to me. It'll be a hard conversation for me, but I will appreciate it. I need that. Um, or sometimes you may find situations where I'm disagreeing and I'm going one way, and listen, just like, come speak into that. Uh, that's helpful to draw us out beyond just the details of, of these things. Um, we need that for more. Sometimes it's just a different perspective than the, that, that's needed. Sometimes it's a reminder of the more important gospel unity that, that trumps all those things. Um, if you know that things are getting between believers that you know and that you care about, don't do nothing. Um, don't shun. Uh, don't, don't scrutinize. Um, but, but do move to encourage. Move to remind of Christ. Or look to see who, who's helpful to be able to do that. The gospel builds a community of love, uh, of love and concern that acts for one another. They, they keep the family together. They keep these relationships. And, and though there's things constantly coming and breaking and discord happening, it's the gospel that heals, uh, that reconciles, that restores, uh, and love. Continue along in peace and harmony. Listen, leaving unresolved discord, it leads to discontentment. It does. It's like part of what part of what this is that we experience. Um, applying the gospel to individual and, and community distance, uh, individual disagreements leads to leads to greater contentment. That's not just why we do it. We we do it because Christ calls us to in the gospel. It's part of the benefit that He's that He's bringing out. It's the kingdom of, of Christ at work in us now. Um, uh, right, I'm, I'm sure that when they were reading this, Yodi and Syntyche wished that they like, hadn't been mentioned. I like, just kind of want to hide at that point. Like, really? What a, like, he wrote that in the letter that was going to be read in the whole church. And, you know, like, I don't know, we're going to send it for a little while. And, 
Um, I'm also sure that it was better for them and better for the church for them to, for them to work that out, for them to come together and, and agree and for others to come alongside them and help them. Uh, we need that. Um, these truths that Paul's talking about in the gospel, they apply to you. They apply to you by name and they apply to the other people whose names you think of that you deal with. They apply to the specific disagreements that are, that are bothering you right now. This is believers with one, one another in this. Who do you disagree with? What are those, what are those situations? How will the gospel impact that? How the gospel deals with discord uh, and Christ creates peace and love between believers. 